0: Behind every success story, there is a long line of triumphs and defeats that remain hidden from others. These stories get condensed into journeys that minimize the struggle and wrap up with a happy ending we know that's not how life works that's where from the ashes with mark Azule comes in on today's show you'll hear honest conversations about the challenges that mark's guest faced and how they overcame adversity now here is your host mark Azule.
1: welcome back to the show i'm your host mark azuley i'm sitting here with janet smith Uh, she's the creator of reprogram for success and is a quantum conscious integration specialist. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show, Jenna. We were talking a little bit before we went live just about how you really blend spirituality with coaching, with science, uh, neuroscience, and psychology. You sound like a really interesting person. I can't wait to get to meet you
2: more. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm always excited to talk about what I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah, and, and it's cool, right? I mean, we were talking, like, I went to Naropa growing up, um, growing up in, in grad school, and this stuff is becoming more and more mainstream. So I'm curious, before we dive into what is that you do, I'm curious about who you are. Like, What brought you to this field? How did you start to learn more of these kind of esoteric ways of being and, and holistic treatments?
2: Well, I think I think we all have it naturally inside us. And I'm going to start with that. But when I was four, my grandfather basically died in front of me. And when he died... I saw angels and I saw him with angels and I couldn't figure out why everybody was crying because he was happy because as a kid, I was taught, oh, we go to heaven and and everything's good. Right. And so I kind of went on with that. I didn't talk about it that much. And then um, I grew up in Wyoming uh, for part of my life. And so I would go out into the fields and there'd be just these horses running around and I just put my hands out And put love because I loved them so much. And they just come up to me. Now, these weren't my horses, but they come up and I didn't realize I was doing the laying of hands. So I've always kind of been interested in this. And my father was a minister. So I would ask him different questions about like if he believed that, you know, we came spirits came and walked the earth or I, I would have all these different questions. None of my siblings were asking these questions, but I was. And so that was one. And then I went into the mainstream of life and I, you know, went to college, got married, had kids, worked, and then something started happening. I I went through a divorce when my youngest child was eight and I found myself on my knees um, thinking, what's happening? And I was looking out and all of a sudden, these three translucent figures, Moses, Jesus, and Elijah walked into me and all the angels came back. And I thought, okay, what's happening? So this goes into quantum physics because we say everything's energy, right? So I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. So I started studying Reiki. I became a Reiki master. Meanwhile, I'm still chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helps homeless women get a better education. And I'm... Um, also helping a inner city hospital raise funds and I'm treating people with Reiki, you know, because I'm a Reiki master. So after a while, I ended up getting a large sum of money in the divorce and all, now I could help the underserved, right? Both individual and nonprofit alike. I'm thinking this is great. And then all of a sudden everybody attached to me for my money and I couldn't say no and my financial advisor i found myself in arbitration my financial advisor who was with a well-known international firm which is still international still around today made an investment outside the scope of the firm and lost millions actually oh. and um and so here i am thinking i'm going to lose this money so that's that's the quantum physics part the energy that i'm putting out with my thoughts my energy everything and um i knew i wasn't going to lose and in the end Um, the, uh, financial advisor was disbarred, um, his partner fine. The company was fine, but sure enough, I only got 10% of what I lost. So now I'm sitting there going, okay, this has to be deeper than quantum, you know, than energy or us putting energy out there. And so I started studying epigenetics. Mm. I started studying anything that I could, that was connected like NLP, you know, yeah, can, even you, th- can you
1: define those for the listeners just in case oh, they need to know?
2: Near-linguistic programming. I started studying near-linguistic programming, theta healing, Psyche, um, EMI, eye movement integration, hypnotherapy. I, I just opened the door to everything, even uh, DNA reengineering. I just went down the road um, because I knew it, there had to be something more. And sure enough, I came from eight generations of ministers, who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved, and who had never had any money to manage. Now, I don't want to take that away from them because that was, that's very honorable. That's what they wanted for their life. But it made me understand my, my own money consciousness. This is inherited. This is imprinted in your genes. And so it took me down that whole rabbit hole. And, and so I had to figure out, how do you change that? How do you remove a belief or or take as a self-limiting belief and make it into a self-enhancing one? And so that's why I began to study everything I could. And I probably corrected 200 things on myself. <laughs> and and uh, I'm always, everybody's a work in progress, right? And I came up with reprogramming for success and quantum consciousness integration because these are a combination of techniques that can literally change self-limiting beliefs into self-enhancing ones and one of the techniques i use if if anybody knows who dr bruce lipton is he wrote the biology of belief which was a bestseller 20 years ago mm-hmm. and he writes in the back of that book that psyche was the is the fastest most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing one and that's why he was able to finish the book and that's why he has great relationships today and so i had found a combination of techniques that actually work in reprogramming ourselves for the success that we desire or even stopping smoking it it goes down the line anything you want to change you can change
1: yeah so I know you talked about the money still belief. I'm interested in that. But can you tell me also what are some of the beliefs that you had to reprogram and what that process was like for you personally?
2: Oh, fear was a big one. Yeah. I mean, I came, well, fear is a big one for everybody, you know, fear of lack, fear of everything. But I was fearful of everything. Like, I mean, everything. I My mother worried about 99.9% of everything that was never going to happen. My dad used to say that. And it's inherited and it was in my gene. Now, in our genes, we can turn these emotions or these feelings or these traits on or off and I had turned it on full blast and so I was like one day I, I I, and this was before I even had come up with the combination of techniques I just was like I have to change this so what I did was I went through a, a method of putting fear the word fear in an imaginary bubble and attaching it to me and every time I felt fearful I cut it away and put safety security and confidence in its place I did this for one week and after one week, I had a situation where I would have been really, really fearful. And instead I wasn't. And I was I, I basically watched two reality slow motion separate. And I was walking a whole different path. And that's what happens when we change a massive belief, a belief that's so ingrained in us, we literally change the trajectory of our lives. Both professionally and personally, and that's what happened to me. That day was uh, probably one of the biggest life changing days of my life, and um, and so I, I've done abandonment. I've had abandonment issues. Um, I've had extreme, you know, lack, um, I, I, even down to lack of love, lack of self esteem. I mean, I had it all. It was all packed in me and I just went down systematically. Uh, what it does take, and that's this is what I will tell the listeners, you have to be a, a, a student of your life or, or a scientist and go into that laboratory and know that it's limitless. Don't limit yourself, but you really have to be honest. And sometimes it's really painful. I mean, I had a conversation with my son. I kept having this conversation repeat right? Where you're rubbing. Uh, I call it rubbing, where you're kind of not getting along on the conversation. I thought, what is this feeling? And instead of blaming him, I look at me. And this is where people have the problem. They want to blame somebody else. They don't want to look at themselves. And so the first thing I do, if I have a feeling, is I look at me and I take myself down. Where did this come from? Why do I feel this way? What is this feeling? and it was abandonment. Well, I was abandoned as a child, I was abandoned twice as an adult. And so I was like, "Oh, this is the feeling that I have." But wait, he's only growing up. He's not abandoning me, he's just growing up. He's just going and living his life. I'm still part of his life, but he's growing up. And so it was easy for me to correct that. But it helps you go through and clear, I call it your timeline, you know, your past, all your past hurts, all your past emotions that don't don't serve you everything that doesn't serve you from your past, you can literally clear out of your timeline so that when you go from now and into the future, your trajectory can, can change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Say more about the not taking it personally. Cause I think that yeah. is such a critical part, right? It,
2: yeah. It's really hard for us um, yeah. as humans to even criticism. That was a big one for me. Because as a kid, I felt criticized a lot, and so I took it personally. And I change it to it's only somebody's opinion. I mean, uh, and and I think our society builds us into that, right? We always want to think the negative because even even the news, everything, says, hang on to the negative negative. and the positive. It feels so great. But the negative hurts so deep that we have a harder time letting go. So that's why it's easier to blame somebody else than yourself, taking responsibility for, um, you know, one of the reasons why uh, when I look at my inherited money consciousness, I may say I, my ancestors didn't have any money to manage. But I was given that money to manage. So it was my ignorance at that point. So I had to look at myself of why I lost the money. And, and that was pretty tough when I got to that point.
1: Yeah, I think it's tough. And I think it's also really courageous to take that kind of brutal, objective, you know, microscope, right? And examine everything, like you said, all the way down from what is objectively happening all the way down to feelings and past traumas and triggers and all that. And yeah. Drill as deep as you can.
2: That, that's why I'm saying it, it, it can be painful. Yeah. Um, and some of it can be really joyous because once you actually change it, it's like, wow, I can't mm-hmm. believe I hung on to that for so long. It's like hanging on to big hurts from the past. Why? You're living now. Mm-hmm. You're living now. They give you the knowledge, but seriously, you're living now.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I want to go back to the quantum mechanics piece. And you talk about these, you know, crossroads moments. Um mm-hmm please let me know because my understanding is probably not as deep as yours, but does that feel like like a multiversal moment or something right, right. where you kind of <laughs> enter into a new consciousness or you change the path or jump reality or something like that how, how would you describe those moments
2: That's what I would say I would say it was um I believe we live in parallel universes mm-hmm. and um for me, especially that fear moment, it was literally I could have seen what would have happened had I gone this way literally it was like slow motion. Mm-hmm watching it and uh there's uh there's another person that talks about this uh i've only heard one other person really describe it the way i am and that's brian scott um and and uh but it is like literally watching something in slow motion and seeing you go this way and seeing this other thing go that way and i i do believe that when we change something as a belief so drastically like as an opposite even then you can't help but quantum jump, and and people need to understand. You're still going to see see your you know the outside looks somewhat the same, but you'll notice that different things happen to you differently now. Now now you're welcoming opportunities that normally wouldn't come to you, because I was fearful, but I'm not now. So I'm welcoming more opportunities to me in that respect. Or operate uh, once you let go of abandonment or any of that you're welcoming more relationships in and so it it can't help but put you on another what i call a parallel reality or and and it doesn't mean as as you said or another level of consciousness if you want to to even go to the fifth dimension or fourth dimension or whatever they're talking about it it elevates you to that and when you start elevating to that and this is just something for people to know once you start changing your belief systems, your traits, um, then you are—you will notice that situations change. You will notice that your friends change because they're not at your frequency. And that doesn't make them bad or good. And it doesn't make you good or bad. It's just is. And it's just where you want to go. So if you want to elevate in in your feelings and not have the negative feelings, then you're going to elevate above that the pendulum, as I call it, you're going to elevate above that. And then you're going to be attracting people in that realm and other people may fall away and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I I experienced that most profoundly when I was in recovery from you know drugs and alcohol, right. But this idea of changing these deep traumas and these deep triggers, it does change your perspective, right. Mm-hmm. And in that it changes reality because like you said, I mean, the way that I view, which is a little, a little different, but I think there's enough overlap of, you know, the world is chaotic. There's a ton of stuff happening all the time. We can't filter it effectively, but if we can change our filter, we can start to see a different reality. And like you said, notice things that we might not have noticed, have conversations that we never would have had, you know, meet people that we wouldn't have met. I, I, my belief is that those people were there the whole time, but yeah. because we're stuck in like our own little bubble, we weren't able to even see them, like literally, not even perceive those opportunities and um those connections you know
2: correct correct yeah. that that's very well said yeah
1: yeah i think it can be really powerful to go to go all the way down um so i want to start this question now we might move into the commercial break in a couple minutes here but i am curious about the spiritual beliefs right you talk about you know seeing the biblical figures um we talked about channeling a little bit before when we when we were chatting what role does that play um and and how do you use that in your life? How do you integrate that into your, into your personal life, professional life, I mean, whatever?
2: Well, you know, when, when I started uh, really kind of going down this, kind of what I call the rabbit hole, but when I started going down, um, you know, quantum physics and epigenetics mm-hmm. and really studying it, I had different things happen to me that were trying to wake me up. One was I levitated off of a table. Really? Uh, yeah, I was. I I went to see this Reiki Reiki master, mm-hmm. and I levitated off the table, and I came down. Da- when I came to, I was off the table, and mm-hmm. I was surprised. And she goes, "Can I ask what you where you were?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, I was I was four years old, and I was on this golden escalator, and I was going up the escalator, and at the top of the escalator there was a field of flowers, and there was Jesus." And he made me laugh so much. I felt so much love and I was laughing so much. I came down the escalator and I wanted to feel it one more time, that feeling of love and laughter. I went back up. I felt it again. And I came down. And then when I came to, I had levitated. So that was one sign to me, like, Wild. You, yeah. you need to pay it, You need to start paying attention. We're giving you signs of what you're meant for, yep. right? And then another time I had a Reiki master ask me, she was a student, she asked if she could work on me. And I said, sure. So she worked on me, and after she worked on me, uh, she left the room. I didn't realize she was gone. But all of a sudden, these white robes were all along the side of me, and they were all coming and and touching my forehead as they went, like my third eye, as they went by. And I'm like, okay. And I, I didn't. T- I didn't know who to talk to about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is all happening to me. So is so I started having these different things happen to me. And then one day I thought, you know, I'm just going to write down what is it that Janet needs to know today. And I did, and all of a sudden it started flowing through my hands of what. And I, I I'm going to preface this. I did make the commitment that I would only um, channel or only talk about entities that were, or uh, individuals or whatever we want to call them that were um, of the frequency of Jesus Christ or higher. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religion, making it religion, but for me, everything, people see things as equated to how they were raised. Right. Mm-hmm. And cause I think every religion has validity. I don't, um, You know, I have many different guides, as I call, you know, Buddha is one of my guides. So Buddha is one that comes forth and talks to me. So um, and so I started just practicing that. And it went on from there. And it's it's been a part of my practice now before somebody comes and sees me. I'll say, what is it that Mark needs to know today? And sometimes I do it before podcasts, (laughs) and uh, they'll be right on um you know sometimes i call it the angelic uh the galactic angelic council that talks to me sometimes it's it's just a few that come some i i had a ceo and mary came forward for her mm-hmm. um and so mary had a message and so and and she wasn't even catholic this woman uh no. so it just depends and That's there's interesting.
1: A- Yeah, we, we got to move to our commercial break we'll, we'll pick this back up on the other side because i'm interested about how you integrate that into into your life um So, uh, for those listening, hang on in there and we'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark m-a-r-c-azuley-a-z-o-u-l-a-y.teachable.com.
2: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to podcast at mark dash now back to from the ashes
1: welcome back to the show i'm sitting here with janet smith um, the creator of reprogram for success and i actually want to ask you about that right um how are people programmed what does what does that mean to you i've talked about the kind of genetic programming and cultural programming but can you expand on that a little bit for our listeners
2: well, programming, a, a good way that you can really see a program is if you see the person do the same thing over and over again. So if if they're dating the same, I always use this as, as an example because everybody gets it. If they're dating the same person over and over again and the same thing happens, yeah. it's it's not with the other person. It's with you. You're choosing the same person so that the same thing happens. So you have to go back to yourself. Um And so that's a good way to say, or I I always love it when somebody says, oh, you're doing that just like your dad. And then you go, no, I'm not. And then you stop. If you stop, yeah, you are. It's a trait that's ingrained in us. People have to understand that by the time you're seven years old, you've watched your parents, you've watched everyone around you, what they do, what they think, their emotions, their traits actions, you're in theta state. So you're like a sponge and you don't argue with it. Most of the time you just accept it as is. And so those are the bulk of your traits. And, and the other thing that I find that people really have ingrained in them that affects their programming is big hurts. And, you know, we don't think of if, if a child is young and Somebody says, that's terrible artwork, or that's not good artwork, or you're stupid or something. People don't think that has an effect, but that can be a major, major hurdle for somebody or hurt. And so off of that, they get a trait or defensive, or they don't like criticism. You know, they get hurt when anybody criticizes them, or they take it personally. They take everything personally. And so we develop these programs It's just like I said, with the inherited money, that's a program I had running. And I had no clue that. uh, So I tell people, oh, really? What? How do you look at money? Let's look. Are you afraid of money? Are you afraid of not having money? What is it? Because I guarantee you that's a pattern somewhere that that you've heard people talk about. I mean, uh, my mom used to say that if we only just had enough and would say that wealthy people weren't really that nice of people or, or money was the root of all evil. It changed people. And these are things that, you know, my mom was programmed too. So you have to understand. And so I would say to people, I'm not saying this stuff so that you go blame your parents. They're programmed too, Yeah. saying this so that you can deprogram what's not working for you. And the importance of that, and I want to get this in this program. The importance for that is it not only affects your life, but if you have children, it affects your children because they're part of your DNA, so when you f- switch it off on yours, you're switching it off on them because they're also part of your holographic field and your quantum field, and that's a really important thing, and this also is with anybody that's connected to you that that they will be affected by any change that you make so I'm not saying it to blame your parents. I'm explaining where a lot of your, you know, programming comes from.
1: Yeah, and it's something that's unconscious, right? I mean, that's that's that psychoanalysis, and they would call that unconscious conditioning. But I think it's two words for the same thing. Yeah, we get conditioned and trained just like you know, if you ever get a abused animal, you know, you adopt an abused animal, right? They might be afraid of boots or afraid of like weird noises or, you know, certain types of people. It's like, oh yeah, my animal just doesn't like men or whatever it is, right? right. Um, all that stuff is just deeply coded. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, humans have the same thing, right? Like we we, we have do. those same things in us that make our personality, but also make some prelimiting beliefs oftentimes. And the money one's a great example. I think that happens all the time for people.
2: All the, to- all the time. Yeah. And I'd also say to people, I. Uh, think of what you have such a strong belief about whatever you believe really, really strongly about sit down and say, where did that come from? Did that come from society? My parents, you know, something catastrophic, where did it come from? And then ask yourself, set yourself aside and say, is it my belief? Because it it can still be your belief. I'm not saying it's not, but you have to ask yourself and be really honest. Is that your belief? And for me, when it came to inherited money consciousness, that wasn't my belief.
1: Yeah. Do you have a sentence because back in spirituality of like, what we are at our core. Right. And I, I think of this, as you're talking, you know, Buddhism would state that there isn't really anything there, right? Like where it's all kind of all conditioning. It's all, you know, repetitions. It's like, if you strip it all down, we're kind of just, you know, the words are just like open, compassionate, aware, and present, right? Like it's just, it's very just pure presence, right? Pure attention.
2: You know what? I would agree with that. I, I believe that at our core, at our essence, at our full essence of who we are, I think we're pure. I think we come in and that's when all the programming and I believe in many lives though, too. So for me, Um, But I do believe whether, whether you believe in many lives or whether you don't, we're pure beings when we're born. Mm. Right. And it is the conditioning that we endure from that moment on in that can turn on as they, if we want to go scientifically can turn on or off the gene. Mm. And, and so, but I do believe that we are a pure form, a pure, a pure form. I mean, uh, we were made in God's image. So how can we not be in pure form? And then mm-hmm. we came down to earth and we were given choices and, you know, a yeah, of you can
1: kind of stack all the delusion on top of it. And then you, yeah. you know, you got your personality, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think the issue is, and this is nothing, I mean, there's no way to change this, um, but a lot of it's out of our control, right? Like you said, a lot of it is either passed down genetically uh, right. or through culture or through society. And then we have to go back and, and change those things.
2: Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. It, it's, it's, and that that's why I never changed, um, helping assisting the underserved for me, that was part of my ancestors that I really liked was helping the underserved. So I still have that, but I changed a lot of the other stuff. And so I would say to people just, that's why I say, you know, do a tally and, and see what's working. What's not working in your life. What do you want to achieve? I guarantee you if there's something that you really want to achieve in your life and you've been working towards trying to achieve it, it's as best to go in your timeline and find out where that uh, block is. Because mm-hmm. we all have a timeline from our past and we can go through that past and find out where that block is.
1: Yeah, let's, let's talk a little more about that. I think especially as it applies when, I'm, when you're talking, I'm thinking about business owners or entrepreneurs, right? Someone that has like a very clear goal. Mm -hmm. and they're writing it down. Like, I want this, right? I want more success. I want to have this impact in the world. I want to move this product, whatever it is. But they find themselves just stuck in a lot of ways. Maybe they're procrastinating. Maybe they're having anxiety attacks. Maybe they feel overwhelmed and confused. So one part of their brain is saying, like, this is all I have ever wanted. And one part of their brain is saying, like, absolutely not.
2: Well, the first thing is, I would never say, I want, I have, I am. Because when you say, I have, I I I want, uh, or I will be, you're pushing it off into the future. So you're telling your subconscious mind, because now we're getting into the subconscious mind. You're telling your subconscious mind, oh, we can do that later. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you say, I have, and you feel it's already there, you embody that feeling of being that person. Well, now you're, now you're starting to change the subconscious mind. But... Um, but there, when you have a goal or you want to achieve something, you have to be really honest with yourself because I could test you. You could tell me that you were an abundant person, right? Or you could say, I have an abundant mindset. I could test your subconscious mind and find out if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So we can believe something. You know, we can tell ourselves something, but does our subconscious mind really believe it? And that's what I tell all my entrepreneurs. Whatever you're doing does your subconscious mind really believe that because your subconscious mind runs 95% of everything. It's, it's on autopilot. It's like when we drive down the street and we're like, how did I get here? Well, because you're on autopilot, it's been driving it so many times. It's the same thing with our thought process. Your um, subconscious will never lie. So you can ask it a question. And it will not lie. It will tell the truth. So you could tell, somebody can tell me I have an abundant mindset. I say, okay, let's test that. And then if they test weak, then we instill it in so that it is a, a goal balance or a belief. And so how, belief how do you go
1: about testing weight. that? How do you dialogue you can, with the subconscious?
2: Well, you can, you can muscle test very easily. Right. Muscle testing is a proven fact that your body does not lie it will not lie to you. And there's, there's other ways to even go through it. And I take people up through their timeline and we can look through their timeline or their past. And you literally can see where there's blocks when you're up above, when you're above your timeline, you'll see it. If you can calm yourself, you'll see where there are blocks. And then you go through the process of taking out those blocks so that that timeline runs smoothly all the way through.
1: Right. Yeah. You can see those cool. moments where trauma hit or where you got frozen or you got scared or whatever. Yeah. It
2: was. Yeah. You can see whatever it is. I mean, we, I, a lot of times some people I'll start off with um, fear. We'll look at fear in their life and we'll take it, take it out. We'll see where it's all blocked in their timeline, take it out. And then we'll instill safety, security, and confidence in its place. Reprogram, reorganize, right. Rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then I follow it up with psyche where you really clamp it down and i mean i've used i've used these techniques and when they're used together sometimes people's um voice during the session changes an octave because Mm -hmm. it's locked in it's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing
1: that's pretty cool yeah can you say something about these techniques like like psyche what is that how does that work where do you learn that
2: psyche was invented about 30 years ago by rob williams and um he knew that you had to be in the whole brain state. So it's something that takes you into the whole brain state. It's um, crosses your left cortex with your right cortex and brings you into a whole brain state on the new belief. So you can test yourself by muscle testing or um, there's also techniques to cross your left cortex with your right cortex so that it's now open to accept the new belief. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have 12 core belief systems in our body um he had discovered all this all these different techniques where you can even take yourself through your birthing process all the way to your death so that you're no longer fearful of any of it mm. and um and all of it's by crossing your left cortex with your right cortex and so basically i test somebody uh and so if you wanted an abundant i have an abundant mindset or i am filled with abundance right mm. Um, we would go through and if it was weak, I would say, okay, let's, let's do this. And I test which side is the weaker. Is it your logical side or is it your creative side? And then we have a system of crossing you over and bringing you into a whole brain state on the new belief. And once it's in, it's in, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's locked in. And so he had come up with that. Um, I, EMI or eye movement in integration, which is like EMDR, that also crosses your left cortex with your right cortex and brings you into a whole brain state of healing, which is really magical. I, I use that also. And, and it, it, is, it is really healing. Um, theta healing uh, uses a timeline um, and it also is about epigenetics. And I use that with people who are used to meditating mm-hmm. because it's easier for them to get into the state. And near linguistic programming, it's been around for a while. You know it deals with uh your your language, how we take it in, how we process everything in our minds, our subconscious mind, and how we communicate um and it it really takes people through a whole more expansive way. so I use those combinations I use um uh DNA reengineering light code light code activation, which basically takes somebody to towards towards this light that actually they shed everything that doesn't serve them so it's kind of a beautiful thing to to use too so i just i just use whatever's meant for the person who comes in front of me
1: yeah whatever tool you have in the toolbox right that can work with their psyche
2: yeah whatever i find that whatever they're meant to absorb whatever they're meant to take that's what i just naturally comes out of me for the person
1: yeah, that sounds, yeah. There's like an intuitive piece of how you work too.
2: Yes. I'm very fortunate that way. I was, you know, I feel like it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's kind of like channeling before I even see somebody, whether they're a linear person and I'm never going to read it to them or whether it's somebody who wants to hear it. I, uh, it always gives me a viewpoint and I, I channel from the galactic angelic council. And so it's, they really do have a beautiful message for the person, and somehow I, interwe- we, uh, I interweave it for the, if that's a word for the linear people, and for the people who want to hear it, I just read it. They're just amazed, and and they know that I, it's already written on the paper when they're sitting there because I I haven't written anything. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's like a big reveal moment.
2: <laughs> it is like a big reveal. Yeah.
1: we're going to move into our final commercial break uh when we get back we'll talk directly to you the listener um you know walk you through some techniques that you can do right now while you're sitting at home listening um and things that can help to either identify or kind of destroy some of your self-limiting beliefs um so yeah see you on the next side of the commercial break america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts
0: in mark's work with high performers and business owners it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves they are experts in their field but are dragged down by their anxiety poor time management inability to focus or self-sabotage His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark m-a-r-c-azuley-a-z-o-u-l-a-y.teachable.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azolay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes.
1: Welcome back to the show. In this final segment, we talk directly to you, the listener. Um, So Janet has some great tools and techniques to share with you. Um, Janet, take it away. We'll be talking a little bit over the break, what you want to share.
2: Um, I'd like to share with everyone. Now, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. You can listen to this, but don't close your eyes. But um, I usually give my entrepreneurs and CEOs what uh, is called the one point. It was used by the samurais prior to going into battle. And what it does is it takes all your emotions and all your thoughts. See, they believe that if they kept all those emotions, the samurais thought, if they kept all the emotions and thoughts up in their head, they would be top heavy and easier to knock off. Their horses. So they came up with a system of how they could flow their thoughts and and emotions down to two inches below their navel, which is called the Hara point, and then flow it down their legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. So I'm going to take you through this because what it will do for you is if you find yourself in a meeting where you're not thinking clearly, or your emotions aren't settled, or you're even going to meet friends, or you're going to see your family after work. You can really use this to bring you down, to be present, to clear out everything. All right. So now I'm going to ask everybody to take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, close down your eyes. And now see all these thoughts, feel all the thoughts and emotions. Some of you will even see them and just see everything and feel everything all gathered together in your mind, in your brain, in your head. And now we're going to flow them down, down, down. to two inches below your navel, down. Just feel them flow down. And now let them flow down. And from the point, two inches below your navel, see them all flow there and there's a bright light. And from that bright light everything's flowing down with that bright light down your legs all the way down your legs to the ground to the center of the earth and just feel all of that just flow all the way down to the ground to the center of the earth and now you can open your eyes yeah that was great
1: i mean i did it along with you and i feel clearer, definitely and I think if I was instead of being being jumbled, it would be great to just ground down and just root into the earth, root into where I'm at.
2: Yeah, I tell everybody, you can go into the bathroom stall and do that, do, do that very quickly. I mean, if you feel that everything just feels vibrationally unsettled or the conversations that are going on aren't hitting you right. Just excuse yourself and do this ninety second. I call it an emotional resilience tool or an emotional reset, Mm -hmm. and it works. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's really great. I think that's really useful and just it's easy, right? Like it's easy. You can integrate into your life. It's like great to do. Um, So I, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I love to talk about case studies, right, and ask you how you'd work with certain people. Um, So I'm curious, I guess, kind of on that, how would you work with somebody that is chaotic scattered right has trouble organizing themselves has trouble you know arriving to time things on time um really feels like their life is maybe always in a rush i'm sure you know people like this right that there's kind of like very very high energy individuals
2: well i would the first thing we do is we go through and i listen to them talk so just in what you've said tells me that there's a little bit issue with Mm self-esteem so we go down and correct that first right because being on time is all about your own self-esteem. So we'd go down and, and, and correct that. But there's so many other ways that we can go, go down. But if we're going to talk about case studies, I'm going to bring up one um, woman that I had that uh, she is a CEO. She's a big ex- executive. And she came to me during COVID. And somebody had referred her to me. Um, and she had all these ailments. Like she even had mold. She wouldn't put any nail polish on her nails because she was afraid of the toxins. Um, She she was like afraid of everything. She stopped basically even eating anything. You know, it was crazy how far she had taken it. Mm -hmm. And so by the time she got to me and she was so fearful and um, and so I took her down the process that I used and she she wrote me a really sweet review which I it will give people an idea of what happened. She was going to doctor to doctor to doctor to figure out how she could cure. She had mold actually. She mold disease or something like that and and she had um gone to doctor to doctor. She'd gone for her anxiety. She had gone to get um she was on supplements. She was going to see therapists everybody. And after two sessions, we had gotten her anxiety down. We had gotten everything moving out and she'll write, she wrote in my review, even after eight sessions, she was good to go. And she said, it might be unconventional. It might be a little bit off the beaten path. Some of the things I do, but she said um, now she's good to go. And the only time that she connects with me is like, she goes, there's a rare moment where I might have to call her. But other than that, you know, so I, yeah, yeah, she's solid. And, and so that's one, I do work with business teams because everybody has a, a different epigenetic background, but we might have the same goal focus. So, so I have a business team, understand what epigenetics are, how we all are, have different backgrounds, because that also gives them, if they have that knowledge, it gives them the emotional intelligence to create the strategy needed. Right. But we create goal balances together or new beliefs about what we're going to do. And uh, I had one of my first clients was a real estate company and they all thought this one building was a monstrosity. They couldn't move it for anything and and everything was selling. So they should have been able to move it. Right. And uh, well, when everybody's subconscious mind says it's a monstrosity, it's not going to sell. It's been labeled. And so we went through that and we did some goal balance. They sold it in three days and they became the number one group mm-hmm. because that's what they wanted. And, and so what we did, what I do is I check to see if everybody believes, if their subconscious believes it, if it's weak or strong, I get them all strong on the goal mm-hmm. and then they go. And so we don't have to change all the epigenetic background. We can just change what's affecting the business team the company and and that's been extremely successful
1: yeah I think that's great and I think it just creates better morale right and kind of use quantum work to like a unified field right like where people are all point at the same thing um, yeah I think that does really make change right like I said if everyone is thinks his building's not going to sell when they're pitching it to you know an investor or a yeah you know, a buyer, they're going to be lower energy, they're going to be bummed out about they're going to like, maybe say something like, oh, well, you know, no one else wants like, they might just like sneak in some, some negativity that perpetuates these cycles, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's why um, just changing just the goal balances, just the goals of what they want to achieve, that belief part. They're called gold balances in Psyche, but if if we just want to change that belief part, but you don't have to change everything else, then you then it's it's magic almost.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's beautiful how it works.
1: That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for me to see. It's fun for me to see in the clients uh when I'm working with them to actually see everything just start to click mm-hmm. and you can see it. And and it's beautiful. I mean, some, some people's, uh, voices, uh, uh, change an octave, uh, you know, different things happen, but it's, uh, it's an honor and a, a privilege actually to assist, um, people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious, Janet, like what's next for you? Do you think <laughs> you'll have your own modality? Do you think you'll write? Like, where do you, where do you see this going?
2: Oh well I am writing a a book called Voice Consciousness Unedited. Okay, cool. And it's kind of like how I got where I am but also uh it explains a a, a lot more. It's kind of a handbook for people. Um mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like uh I I went down the rabbit hole of so many t- different techniques and different things and, and um I I even do quantum painting which I would say to people, numbers have frequency. You put them on a canvas, you paint over them with, um, with paint, and you take in that frequency as the viewer. So if you use abundance codes, you're going to take it in. So I test everything. I tested that. It works. Mm-hmm. I tested it on a client. I had done three paintings I asked her what each painting was she was right on the money each time yeah. although I don't the abundance one she said that looks like the abundance vortex at mount shasta and I was like how did you get that I don't yeah. know she did <laughs> so so it's kind of off of that um and I don't know just keep doing what I'm doing because mm-hmm. um I enjoy it I I really enjoy changing the the business groups to me mm-hmm. um it changes how we work together. It changes how we view each other. And that's really important at this time um, that yeah. we're going through.
1: Yeah. I think now is the time. I mean, there's so especially post pandemic, right? Like people are questioning everything about business, about the social aspect specifically, right? Like why does work have to suck? Right. Or, you know, if what's the toxic workplace, what's the supportive workplace, like that stuff is really being talked about in a really good way.
2: In uh, a so- good way. Yeah.
1: It's great great to get that, that you can be a part of that I have real impact, right? People spend so much time at work, you know, it needs to be a place that's supportive.
2: It it, it needs to be, and it needs to be a place of understanding and it needs to be a place of acceptance Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and that's when you really have magic and you can really move forward. And so that's probably my path and, um, and sharing my information like with you and everyone listening. Right. It's really important to me. Yeah.
1: Well, so as we're wrapping up here, is there something that you like to say to listeners, maybe a message or a sentiment or something?
2: Yeah, I'll say to you success, there's two things. Success in every area of your life is real and achievable, but the power is in your hands. The power is always in our hands. And I think Tao said something to the point that the biggest gift you can give is your own self transformation. And the reason why is because when we start changing ourselves, when we start going after our desires, when we start changing who we are, we change everybody around us too. And that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Janet, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, If you want to learn more about you and about what you do, where could they find you online?
2: Um you can find me at com. that's my website. I also am the same thing Janet Elaine Schmidt, at Instagram and and LinkedIn too. But my website is where you'll find most and I'm sure I I believe on there you can possibly get if 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 you write for it you can probably get a 15 minute you know for the first 25 people you'll get a fi- a free 15 minute you know assessment where we can talk, you can see if I work for you. If I don't that's fine. And you'll find somebody who does. I'm all about the frequency. You got to have the right person.
1: got to have the vibe. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, If you're listening, I appreciate you tuning in. If you find this information valuable or helpful, please share it with somebody. Um, Give us a five-star Apple review. Um, And we'll see you next week, another episode of From the
0: Ashes. Thank you for joining host Mark Azoulay on From the Ashes. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Meet Triumph and Defeat and treat those two imposters the same.